I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. December 8th, 2020. Feasting. Advent. And... Aliens. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hello. Well, hello. Hi. You already said a version of that. I didn't ask it as a question today, though. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Hello! Somebody! Hello. I for said the, it a third for time. For the third time, yes. hello. Three times the charm. Now I really meant it when I returned the greeting, the salutation. Yes. What is today? I'm going to let you run. Well, it is by the calendar, December 8th, mm -hmm. 2020. A big day for us, and people around the globe. It is the feast of the Immaculate Conception. Yep. There's other weird things I could have found to highlight. Of course, you always find the weirdest things. That's my pleasure. But <laughs> yes. this one, this one is, is celebrated truly so globally. Yes. There were on my big long list of things that I run through to try to find the, the oddity, the flim flam, the whatever. It also includes things that are legitimate holidays all through there and this was listed normally you just get a listing hey it's this day mm -hmm. there were like six different listings hell yes for this That's they couldn't right. they couldn't just leave it at one all so right. it's like all right that must be a sign all right now it is a major feast day on the catholic calendar the church's liturgical calendar yes other uh even you know i'm i'm thinking that the orthodox branch of the church celebrates this the anglicans Oh, I, I do think it is a broad-reaching, many, if there's anything we can feel ecumenically arm-in-arm yes. arm about, this is one of them. I believe so. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Okay. Well, we are fully in Advent. This is a unique thing. Today we celebrate the feast day of, it is a, it's a feast day of the highest rank. So when someone says feast day, there are three levels Oh, oh, damn, um, I didn't know this. Yeah, okay. there's, there's, this is the top level. Well, then I do know it is a holy day of obligation. Yes. So the major feasts are then the top rank, is what you're saying. Those are yes. the ones that are actual solemnities. Holy days. Yes. yes, they are all holy days of obligation, okay. to my knowledge. And what does that mean for the non Catholic listener? So, well, it means a lot of things. Just the obligation part. Well, the obligation part. So, one, um, and it's, it's an obligation for the good of the people. Yes. We have an obligation, not right now, because special dispensation has been granted for the times of quarantine, mm -hmm. um, the health concerns there. But in not COVID times, and I feel like relatively soon we'll get back to this, 
One, every Sunday is a day of obligation. You need to go participate in the Eucharist. That's right. Once a week. And then these other days, several of these solemnities sprinkled throughout the year, they are like, again, they are the uber pinnacle of the feast days. And you will, by golly, go attend those as well. If for no other reason, I feel like this is good sense on the part of the church to say, look, these major feast days are all centered around major pieces of theology that guide the church. So you lazy bastard Catholic or whoever you are, get in here and be refreshed on this. You need to know it. That's right. It's a core guiding principle. Yes. Although I don't think the church calls people by profane names in today's day and age. Well, at least not to their faces. Not to their not, faces. Not in the papal documents. Right, right. They polish that up. Yes. Or at least as it's translated yes. from the native tongue into the English. Yes. All right, let's talk about what this solemnity actually uh, marks, what we learn, what we are yeah. talking about here. So just rehash Advent. We are expectantly waiting and preparing for celebration of Christ's birth and for the second coming. Um, it is honestly the most appropriate time then to be celebrating the Immaculate Conception. And here's why. Because Jesus was immaculately conceived? Well, he was, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> well, we'll wrap that up towards the end. Let's not spoil it all at once. Okay. Do you want to do you want to include some readings as we go? Or do you just want to talk through kind of um, some of what's going on here? Well, why don't you start out with this paragraph that you have here and I'm I have going lots to... of paragraphs. Okay, you you start going and then we'll, we'll check in. I won't see. lie. I got a little, a little spun up. I'm glad in you a good did. Way, in a good way. If there's a day to get spun up, may I suggest it's today? Yes. Well, all right. Here, you do the, the next paragraph yeah. and then I'll do the reading and then we'll do okay. the Okay. Okay. Fine. Produce me. <laughs> I feel so produced. <laughs> you spent a long time producing this today. So I am let's a, go. a GMOP, a ge or yeah, genetically modified producer Whatever, yeah. All right. That, whatever. I can't, what's the O stand for? Now I'm confused. GMOs? What are that? What's that mean? Genetically modified... Organism. Organism? Okay, well, I'm an organism. <laughs> so I feel like that all worked. Good. I feel like we're in a good place now. Good. So we previously... Yeah. Previously on Awesome Today... Yes. We discussed the understanding that sacred scripture is this long sentence from God. It is his continued introduction of himself to us. Mm -hmm. Now, historically... We, we the people, not just of the United States, and in fact, of the entire world, have messed up yes. several times. Mm -hmm. Each time, God then faithfully, patiently, lovingly reestablishing a means for us to be in a familial harmony with him. That's right. Yes. If I may, I'll go ahead and share the first reading from today's liturgy. Please do. It comes from Genesis 3. It's verses 9 through 15 and then verse 20. After the man, Adam, had eaten of the tree, the Lord God called to the man and asked him, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, but I was afraid because I was naked. Naked mm -hmm. and afraid. That's a TV show. A autobiography <laughs> for someone. So I hid myself. Then he asked, Who told you that you were naked? You have eaten then. From the tree of which I had forbidden you to eat. Best part? The man replied, the woman whom you put here with me. He blamed both sides. Yeah. He blamed both sides. The woman that you gave me. <laughs> she. she. This guy was built for corporate America right she, in that moment. She gave me fruit from the tree and so I ate it. <laughs> The, the Lord God then asked the woman, why did you do such a thing? The woman answered, the serpent tricked me into it. So I ate it. She's more honest. Yep. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you shall be banned from all the animals and all the wild creatures on your belly. Shall you crawl and dirt? Shall you eat all the days of your life? I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will strike at your head while you strike at his heel. 
the man called his wife Eve because she became the mother of all the living. There's so much here. I do as a as an extra, not vindication, maybe celebration of woman, because I only I'm still learning how to appropriately celebrate woman, many of whom are in my life. For many years, I thought I was going to be the sole man in this family. Truth. It wasn't until the twins, which were how many years behind AJ? So AJ was five when they were born. Yeah, we went, we went, what, seven, well, yeah, we were equal, one, one, one V one for all the years until Daisy was born. That would have made her seven, eight, eight, brand new eight. Yep. So for eight years, Mm -hmm. I'd been outnumbered three to one. And then when the twins were born, all of a sudden the numbers were equal, but I still didn't, I still was trying to understand Woman, there's a lot of confusion. Um, for me, for my background, my past, woman, I had to overcome a lot of things taught to me that weren't weren't accurate. Mm-hmm. But then once you undo what's been done, then you got to figure out what the right thing to do is. And I'm still working down the path of how to fully and accurately celebrate you. Yeah. Not, not as my underling. Yeah. Not that I ever... Thought that way. I probably treated you that way, but I, I didn't mean it. We, we've we grown a lot in mm-hmm. understanding what it means to stand side by side in each, with each other in marriage. Yeah. So in any event, for the for this moment of vindication, yeah. um, part, of, part of Adam's duty, and this is all extra. This is no notes. This is just <laughs> me ad-libbing as I go. So if it makes no sense, just chalk it up to whiskey or something. I don't know. Um <laughs> His role, his job, and he didn't have many, mm-hmm. his job was protector of mm-hmm. the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And much of the text suggests, beyond what we read today, that while the serpent was tempting Eve, that Adam was there, and he completely punked out. Mm. He did not step in and do his duty. Okay. Which, I feel like that's certainly upheld by his response, Mm -hmm. which was a complete crapping of the bed. Yep. Just the woman that you gave me. He's blaming everybody he can find, as we do. Yeah. Because he knew he blew it. He was the original. He was the original problem. He was the original reason why things went off the rails. Yep. So... All right. That. A lot going on we'll, here. We'll have a lot more importance of, of women, desperate importance of women as we go. Yeah. Um, to the notes, this reading from Genesis, we're we're in the midst of the Adamic or Adamic, however you want to pronounce that, covenant. This is the first covenant that God established with humanity. Adam as a son of God, a priest, a king, a prophet, and a bridegroom. Mm-hmm. I'll delve more into that at least in reference later but just appreciate there's some very specific things about a covenant yeah there are angels present and it's not even the set of supernatural it's not even supernatural except (laughs) it is because that's where we live yeah there is provision there's fertility riches prosperity abundance justice peace and the unity Complete unity with God and with each other in this setting. This passage shows the first time that humanity sinned. This passage specifically points to the first time that humanity sinned. This first moment that we suffered blindness to God. Fear, other things, whatever played in, it was a blindness to God. One of the results of this was that these two physical parents of all of the future of humanity, of mankind, that everyone else would be born with this mark of original sin. Yes, this is endemic to the original understanding of humanity as seen through the the eyes of of Christianity, for sure. Even Judaism. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is you mentioned the um, Adamic or... Adamic. I'm going to say Adamic. And I like Adamic. It, I, 
Damic. Yes, feels good. Feels yeah. good to say it. A damic um, covenant. What we see is that never is the relationship between God and His people set up as a contract. That's right. Contracts are legal. They are legal. They're an exchange of what goods and services. You mm-hmm. do this, and I'll do this, and we'll have both met our obligation to our contract. What we see throughout Scripture are instead covenants. So I wonder if you could say more about the covenant relationship. Covenant is an exchange of people. And we have later in scripture this this statement from God, I will be your God and you will be my people. It's truly each one claiming the other for themselves. Now, in modern day or maybe just slightly recent history, America has been this perspective that existed for a lot of years before where the man owned the wife. She was property. Mm-hmm. Well, that was half right. He absolutely does. For all of the pearl clutching that needs to occur, go ahead, clutch pearls. Okay. What was forgotten through true covenant yeah. is that the wife likewise owned the husband. I am your bitch. Oh my, that's not in the Bible. Can I say I, that? I'm almost sure it's not in the Bible. It's it's not in a negative way. It's just truly... <laughs> That's it's the that that was my attempt at uh, modern vernaculars of things. It's truly each fully owns the other, but in exchange for the owning of the other, they give up the right to own themselves. Yes, that's right. And this is it's representative of God as well, saying, "I own you, you own me, but we're we're exchanging. We've exchanged. Yeah, we're exchanging we'll in person. Both gladly." preferentially humiliate ourselves to the benefit of the other, that that is, in fact, what love is. Okay. All right. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. I didn't misspeak too badly besides putting words in the mouth of the church that are vulgar and... <laughs> yes, you did do that. Incorrect. But that's okay. Okay. Um, so it's family. Now, an, an easy perspective or perhaps an easier perspective to look at this is adoption. Yeah. Or marriage through what traditional vows indicate. Again, not that they were lived out appropriately because that's what we do in mm-hmm. our humanity. Mm-hmm. We oftentimes live things out inappropriately to how they were defined. Yeah. But adoption is really something that's interesting to me because even, again, all the way back into ancient culture, when a child was adopted, especially if it was a male child because this is how the society worked, that that male child, regardless of age, would then receive the birthright, the blessing, the major inheritance of the family, above what any natural-born child would. It's it's a tremendous commitment one mm. to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so with with that in covenant, then this familial exchange, and again we see this also all throughout the Middle Ages outside of the church, within secular culture, when two kingdoms would arrange a marriage and Mm -hmm. have somebody's daughter marry somebody's son, it was was unifying. Mm -hmm. That's the the reason they did it. It was to unite two kingdoms that otherwise might not have had a good enough reason to not screw each other over. Mm -hmm. It gave peace to each in knowing that they were committed through familial bond. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um. To expand from there, then, when when this covenant unity occurs amongst a larger group than two, which was true of the first covenant, mm-hmm. because it was Adam, Eve, and God, which yes. is larger than two, yeah. then there is established, and this is true throughout the entirety of Scripture as God introduces himself over and over, there is established a mediator, which is one who speaks for the larger group. Okay. So Adam spoke for Eve mm-hmm. in this instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the instance of, of again, medieval times and, and all of that and arranged marriages, it literally would have been a prince that spoke more or less as mediator for the entirety of that kingdom and a princess right. who spoke for the entirety of hers. Right. Neither one superior to the other in actuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this mediator speaks for all who would be represented in entering into the covenant. And though not as critical for this specific conversation that we're having, each of the major covenants within Scripture 
has included a ritual ceremony to establish it. Um, it took place, that, that ritual ceremony took place on a mountain in, in some form of its completion. A temple is established. This mediator is a priest, a king, and a prophet. There are angels, there's provision, there's fertility, riches, prosperity, abundance, justice, peace, and unity with God and with each other. Whoa. That's a lot. But yeah. if you think about it, that's exactly what all of the prior Advent readings have been pointing to. Yes. Yeah. Every one of them has been pointing to all of these things. Mm -hmm. And this is representative of not just a covenant. This is representative of the covenants established first with Adam, then with Noah, with Abraham, with Moses, with David, and then ultimately with Jesus and arguably a few others that exist within the periphery that we just don't have as much documentation historically about. Okay. So with this pattern of covenant and with the prophecies that would have preceded each, because other than the very first, the, the Adamic covenant, you would have had prophecy leading into each one. Mm -hmm. Well, the people in general, the ignorant masses, if you will, they've kind of learned what to expect each time that God reintroduces himself yes. because they have this prophecy, but they also have recollection through, again, an era where written word was less important than memorized yes. word. They have countless retellings. Every time through, they have a retelling of, look, this is how it occurs. This is how it occurs. Mm -hmm. This is how it occurs. Right. Yeah. So then we move to the responsorial psalm. Okay, and here it is. It is from Psalm 98, selected verses from here. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. The Lord has made his salvation known in the sight of the nations. He has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. So I want to point out, and this is, again, off the cuff and inspired and in having heard you, heard you reread that. Hear you reread that, heard you, whatever the mm -hmm. perfect tense of whatever it is, mm -hmm. of the reading of the thing. Yes. Um the right hand is a significant thing. Yes. And again, it's something that's carried through that we can see more recently in medieval mm -hmm. culture and forward even. Right. Whoever sits at the right hand of the king is advisor, is mm -hmm. guidance. And so here something was won through the right hand, the strength. Yeah. And what we know now is that Christ sits at the right hand of the Father. That's right. That the Blessed Mother sits at the right hand of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so... That's kind of an interesting thing to throw into the mix as yeah, well. Yeah, totally. Well, this psalm is a hymn of praise. It is celebrating God. It is showing him gratitude for, in that moment, Israel's great victory. Yeah. And in terms of timeline, this is within the Davidic dynasty, King David. Um, the people, for everything that was said before the reading, the people are connecting the dots. They understand how covenant works and they understand the signs, the prophecies, the fulfillments, the things that come about, they're connecting the dots. And so they are freaking juiced right mm -hmm. now to be living in a very real time of what is current day for them, a savior. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't yet the final savior in the final covenant. Exactly. Exactly. Because isn't King David a type of Christ? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, that brings us to the second reading then. We've had the first reading, the response from Psalm. Here is the second reading. It's from Ephesians, Ephesians 1, verses 3, 3 through 6, and then 11 through 12. So this is St. Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. Brothers and sisters, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. As he chose us in him, before the foundation of the world, to be holy and without blemish before him. In love, he destined us for adoption to himself through Jesus Christ, in accord with the favor of his will, for the praise of the glory of his grace that he granted us in the beloved. 
In him we were also chosen, destined in accord with the purpose of the one who accomplishes all things according to the intention of his will, so that we might exist for the praise of his glory, we who first hoped in Christ. Yes. Exclamation point. Yes. It was a whispered excitement. It's more powerful than a scream. When you whisper, yes. that's a that's an emphatic it noise is. for you, for sure. It is. So this is an echo of the psalm, but echo isn't really even the right word because this is discussing, this is a New Testament letter. This is discussing the final covenant. And what we would see historically with all of these types that are not the final thing is that they all have to be weaker than the final thing or the final thing wouldn't be worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. So this is louder, it's stronger, it's perfect, it's it's what all others have thus far failed to be. Yeah. It's perfect because for the first time ever, the mediator, as we look at this structure of covenant, the mediator is in fact the Son of God, who is all God and all man, eternal king, prophet, bridegroom, all the things, priest, all that, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, all the things. Yeah. All right. Are you it's, ready? It's building. It's it is like building. A, it's like a better than Hollywood constructed Absolutely. thing. Okay, here we go. That brings us to the gospel reading from today. It is from St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 1. This is verses 26 through 38. A familiar passage to many of us, but try to listen with a fresh ear. Yeah, to this. pretend like you don't know what it's going to say. Yeah. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David and his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her, who was was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That's a lot. And there's a lot we won't cover specifically there because it's a lot. Um, more on that later. But at five, figure out 
Well, you must know this. The five o'clock news, that is. <laughs> um, so this is the story of the Annunciation. Mm -hmm. When the angel Gabriel arrives as God's messenger to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we have... We have, as, as previously discussed in these, this sequence of covenants, we have a progression of mediators. Yes. It begins with Adam. It goes through the list that we went through earlier, and it ends with Christ. Mm -hmm. Christ himself, subsequently, often referred to both as the son of David, also as the new Adam. Mm-hmm. So it's a connection all the way back because things began perfectly. Yes. Perfect is the desire and goal, and that's that's where we're ending. Yes. Um, but likewise, we have a progression of mediatrices, which is the spellcheck-approved plural version of mediatrix. Mm -hmm. Because, again, man and woman, neither one is less significant than the other. We have different different, very critically important roles that we each serve. So with each introduction to God and each new participation in covenant, each successive time, things get stronger. They get better. They get more perfect than the time before. Adam and Eve began perfectly. Christ as the new Adam and St. Mary, as she is often referred to as the new Eve, and this is even correct in terms, if you want to go do a language study of things, um, I believe it's the wedding at Cana where he refers to her as woman. He is calling her Eve. Mm, okay, yeah. Just it's, as Adam did. I know that that passage is so misunderstood in our modern it culture is. where calling someone woman yes. is like, I am the boss of you, now you listen to me. Right. That it, listen here, woman. Exactly. That's not... What the language right. appropriate indicates. Yeah. So Christ as the new Adam, and then St. Mary as the new Eve, to be the introduction to the perfect and final covenant, they too had to be created perfectly because no no final form is less perfect than the type exactly. before them. So they had to be created perfectly. And the Immaculate Conception, which is the solemnity of today, this is recognition that at the moment that Eve was conceived in her mother's womb, St. Elizabeth. That Mary was conceived. What did I say, Eve? Mary. In, same, the new Eve, Mary. Yes. yes, I corrected it there. In the womb of her mother, St. Anne. St. Anne. Yes. I am all over the place and wrong. <laughs> Let's back up. <laughs> Editing. So the, the moment that St. Mary, as the new Eve, was created in the womb of her mother, St. Anne. Yes. She had to be created perfectly. And it was at that moment that this is the Immaculate Conception. For the first time since Eve, she was created without original sin. That grace was granted to her by God. So it isn't a case of her saving herself, living perfectly. Right. It's her being granted a unique and special favor. Yes. And this is seen in Gabriel's greeting to her first to say, Hail, full of grace. He addresses her as full of grace. And any time within scripture that we see someone's name is changed, mm -hmm. that's a pretty dang significant thing. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. That's how he addresses her. And she's she's troubled by it mm -hmm. because you would be yes. to be confronted with that statement. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. I thought I was married. Right. He follows up then with another statement to say, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. Right. And he's not saying you found it right now, though you have it now. He's, he's literally referencing back at the moment of your conception, you found favor. You received a favor from God in that moment. Right. So that's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot to take in. This was a lot to learn. One of the mm -hmm. first things that you and I began to untangle 
and delve into as we began coming into the church was the Marian theology because yep. all of it was brand new to us. Yeah. In our understanding of Mary, of course, we believe that Mary was a historical person who God chose to be the mother of Christ incarnate. But honestly, honestly, in my growing up years, Mary was never talked about outside of the Christmas story. Of course, we didn't even observe Advent. So it was like the one moment in time, Christmas Eve, Christmas, we're talking about Mary. And Mary, did you know? (laughs) Yes. And I would posit, hoping that if I am stepping on toes, it's only in the most loving of ways. Yeah. That some of the greatest confusion that exists today about the, the... role of woman. What is woman? What's Is woman better than man, the same as man? There's all this confusion around what is woman. But it's primarily only within groups that don't appreciate and recognize Mary for what she is. And I think that the history of the Church of the Communion of the Saints bears out tangible testimony yes. to that. The fact that from the beginning, from literally the beginning with uh, the earliest days, Saint, so we have Mary Magdalene, she's a saint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica, who gave the, her, wasn't it Veronica? Yes. Yes, who had the, the yes. The cloth to wipe Jesus' face to, uh, during leading up to the crucifixion. Um, Elizabeth, Saint Elizabeth. Like mm-hmm. from the earliest moments, we have women being sainted. And then throughout the course of church history, Again, imperfect though it may be because people, but the church has always recognized the pivotal importance. Yes, whether they wanted to or not, because who was it? Who was it that first encountered the resurrected Christ? The women. It was the women. Yes. Which if they were trying to to pull off a good ruse, they would not have picked a woman in that culture because they weren't even counted as population. Right. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there. Read more. It's good. You should do this. Um, so one of the beautiful things to me, and, and I say that word with the heaviest of weight, one of the most beautiful things to me about Catholic theology is that no belief, no dogma lives in the periphery by itself. Mm-hmm. If you want a correct understanding of any part, every single part leans on every one of the others. So if you want to try to add something or take something away, the integrity of the entire whole is compromised and it falls apart. And that's how, that's how it should be. Right. Um, it, it, I guess if there's a downside to that, as we've exemplified throughout what we've been through so far as we've talked today is that it makes it wickedly challenging to try to talk about any singular belief without visiting several others along the way. So it makes for a long conversation. Yeah, it totally does. And that's why I would say that we began with untangling our understandings of Marian theology, because you can't just pick one out and be like, oh, now I get this. They're all enmeshed in each other in our understanding of Mary's uh, perpetual virginity and um, her role as queen of heaven and earth, like and all of it mediatrix is mediatrix and yes. on and on and on. And it's only when you, you can at least mildly begin to accept those yeah. that every other piece of theology gains a weight and a strength and a undeniability that it otherwise does not have. Exactly. Exactly. So Thank you for preparing all of this. I'd love to talk about Mary. Today was an interesting day when I went to log in to do my my primary money, my wage earning job. Yes. (laughs) It was perhaps divinely unavailable. Mm -hmm. The company, it's an oddity. It's rare, and that's it's rare even. So that's the rarest of rares. Right. There was a major problem, and it meant that I had the entirety of my day free, other than about 10 minutes at noon, Mm -hmm. to go catch up on making sure some things were in line because we finally got access. And it wasn't on our side. It was on theirs. Yeah. I feel truly like that was some divine Hmm. meddling within things so that I could really commit some greater time to digging through stuff for this. I love that. Well, to shift gears to something not as important, but certainly interesting. 
Do you want this? You read it. Okay. I haven't even looked at it. It's it's fascinating. Okay. It's fascinating. Retired Israeli general and current professor Hayam Ashed. I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced. I hope I'm not butchering it. My apologies if I am. Hayam Ashed has told an Israeli newspaper that not only are aliens real, what? but that the Israeli government and the U.S. government have been working together and on the verge of publicly confirming this. Woo! It's about time. Finally, Here we go. Finally. So, Ashed retired in 2011 as the head of the Defense Ministry's Space Division. And that's in Israel. Of Israel. Okay. He stated that Israel and the U.S. have been dealing with aliens for years. Oh, my gosh. Of course they have. We knew this. Yes. He's quoted as saying, The UFOs have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. The aliens in the Galactic Federation are saying, All right. Wait. Let people calm down first. And I don't know if that has to do with COVID or what, but that's what he's saying. They don't want to start a mass hysteria. He went on to say they've been waiting for humanity to evolve and reach a stage where we will generally understand what space and spaceships are. And that they've, they being Israel and the United States, and maybe more, but the, us two specifically, They've signed a contract, the aliens have, with us to do experiments here. So many things make sense right now. It's it's finally, yeah, it's coming into fullness of understanding. Okay. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. Okay. Not me, but you guys, the rest of you, yeah. fine. Yeah. There's an underground base in the depths of Mars where their representatives are, and also our American astronauts. Say what now? Who now? Well, it makes sense for all the stuff that's been going on to Mars, both through NASA and through SpaceX and all that. Mm -hmm. In his closing statements, he said, if I'd come up with what I'm saying today, five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. Mm -hmm. Wherever I've gone with this in academia, they've said... The man has lost his mind. Mm -hmm. Today, they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees and awards. I'm respected in universities abroad where the trend is also changing. Now, all of his statements, okay. these come only a few months after the U.S. Department of Defense released a statement announcing, you, we probably all missed it because we were COVID busy. Yep. They released a statement announcing the establishment of an unidentified aerial phenomenon task force. Okay. Now, there's more. I didn't put all this in the notes. You can go look this up and find it for okay, yourself. Okay, I will. Trump has some commentary loosely around this, also in relation to the amount of beefing up that has occurred to defense within his presidency. And Marco Rubio has made some comments as well, not directly to this, but alluding to all of the, he's just speaking matter-of-factly about all of the things we've noticed about unidentified aerial phenomenon, we're now UAPs instead of UFOs, that have been going on around U.S. military bases. It's worth looking into. So You mean U.S. military bases like Tinker Air Force Base here in Oklahoma City. That's certainly one of them. Okay. Or Vance up in Enid or any of the hundreds of others around okay. the contiguous United States, the 48. Okay. And possibly, hey, Alaska, Hawaii, and maybe the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico and U.S. Virgin Islands. I'm sure all places have been investigated by this greater mind. Okay. So... About a lot of people are about to feel some major vindication. Yeah, well, take this information. Do with it whatever you will. I choose to believe it. <laughs> it's I, I'm pretty confident something's going on. Okay. And I don't think it's Russia. 
I don't either. They wouldn't continue to be in the position they are if they were truly that superior. I like this emphatic statement that it's real, it's happening, get ready, people, buckle up. Uh, but we're about to become alien friendly on Earth. Right on. Okay. We should be friendly. If they can find us before we can better find be, them, you damn sure better be friendly. Better get our acts together yeah. right now. Y'all straighten up. We got maybe, visitors coming. Maybe they can help us figure out who the next president's going to be. <laughs> so that's a problem right now. All right. Well, we better go ahead and whirl. All right. Whirling. Watch, read, listen, life, style. We watched a thing. I I made it as long and late into this movie as I could. I did, however, fall asleep before the end. It's on Netflix, and it's called Marauders. Netflix has very invasively insisted that we watch it. It's on every almost every one of the different yeah. lists of categories you could look through. It's the first thing that plays when you open Netflix for us, Marauders. You know when somebody's trying to get you to do something and they're genuinely and physically putting it in your face? Yes. I feel like that how when kids want you to see something or the girls want you to sign a paper for school and they put it right in your face. I feel like that, that is what yeah. Netflix did with us. Yes, yeah. and we, Especially. just like with the kids, we're like, finally, they're just like, fine, yes. put it down, I'll sign it. I don't care if it means that you inherit immediately our home. Yes. I don't care. That's what happened. We finally, you looked through all the categories, all the things. I even like, went over to Amazon. Yes, you were looking all over places. our places, and yeah. you're like, fine, we'll watch Marauders. It has Bruce Willis and uh, Adrian Grenier, is that his last name? I have no in, idea. He was in... Uh, Entourage on the HBO. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Chris Milani, is that his last name? Christopher Milani? Milani, Maloney? What Something is it? Something like that. Anyway. He, he feels Irish to me. Yeah. So I'm going to call him Maloney. Yeah. I mean, he's okay. not red-haired. No. I think, he, I think he has some Irish. He definitely has done some drinking in his life. Yeah. Uh, well, the first thing I ever remember him on was Oz, which was a terrible prison show that well, was it, deeply disturbing. And he was on Law & Order SVU for many a year. Yeah, but Oz was the one that was Yeah. Like, oh, know. dude. Wasn't he in Men in Black? Wasn't he the at the beginning that um it's No, possible. no, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, it's, right? it's possible. I don't remember. Anyway, the point is we watch Marauders. It's like yeah. a it's like a sort of bank heist slash deeper thing. Yeah, like corporate thriller type yes. situation. I thought it was pretty good. I might even see if we can finish it tonight because I fell asleep. I think it probably is good. I have internal wrestling matches because the Bruce Willis that I grew up with was typecast to a very specific thing. I never saw him as anything else. And to me, because of that, he is a one-dimensional figure. And he does not fit his former stereotype in this. So I, I struggled to focus. I struggled to experience the movie because yeah. I just kept seeing Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah, I get it. That's fair. Plus, it's December. It's time for Die Hard. It is time for the Christmas movie Die Hard. Yeah. Almost. It's not Christmas yet. Almost. If you're going to read something. Two good reads. I would like to personally point you in the direction of a book by Dr. Scott Hahn, Catholic theologian, convert like us, called Hail, Holy Queen. Mm -hmm. It is comprehensive in its look at uh, Mary through Scripture, including... Yeah including, amongst other things, an explanation of the Immaculate Conception. Yes, yes. And, again, because he was a, a, a former Protestant that converted, it was deeply meaningful to us because he does rely so heavily on Scripture and not yes. other sources to point towards the definition. Boy, it's a, it's a deep theological yeah. thing, but he makes it so digestible. Another person who does that incredibly well is Dr. John Bergsmith. But more... More about his, he does that. He's got, and he's got a lot of stuff. And John Bergsma, Dr. John Bergsma, I spoke like he was my next door yeah. neighbor. Yeah. Um, yeah, John over here. Yeah. He's, he's over here mowing my yard because whatever. Um, or his yard. Somebody's yard's getting mowed. Dang it. Um, he is part of a small group of theologians, uh, many of whom are converts, but not all of them are that run in the same circles as yes. Scott Hahn. Yes. Um, it's kind of a, it's a powerful little group. Yeah. He writes to that. He, he's written a lot of stuff, but a lot of what I talked about today in terms of covenant and this structure of covenant that we see repeated through scripture is through what I read in a book of his called, very unfortunately titled, Bible Basics for Catholics. It has nothing to do other than, I guess, he's just trying to help us dumb Catholics along the way. 
but he does such an incredible job. He's a, again, he's a doctor. He's, uh, amongst other things, he's a Dead Sea Scrolls expert. Oh, A bunch of other stuff. Um, Brilliant. Goofy, just as you would honestly insist that your brilliant resource be. Yeah. Um, So if you listen to him on the YouTube or something else, you'd be like, he's goofy, but I like what he's saying. Yeah, he does. He does a good job of explaining. Um, I found a new podcast today for the listens. Okay. It is called Cousins by Blood. It is in the true crime genre. It is not a big, slick, wondery production. I don't like to say the word wondery, but here we are. But it's not a like super produced it's like an independently produced production but i'm here to tell you he has done a good job with the production of his material i cannot remember the guy's name i think it's matt forgive me for that but the the podcast is definitely called cousins by blood it has to do with a 2000 year the year 2000 murder that happened in north texas where one cousin is accused of murdering his cousin a, okay. a man is accused of of murdering his cousin and his cousin's fiance um and it looks like maybe this man was framed or oh. maybe not maybe he actually did do it it's one of those podcasts where every episode and he's done it in a, a serial format where you get a little bit more information every episode like the npr or uh whatever company produ- produced serial uh production was it in w- I can't remember who produced it. Anyway, where you get a little bit and you kind of like learn a little more along the way. And mm-hmm. every time you learn something else, you're like, oh, he did it. Oh, no, wait, he definitely didn't do it. Right. No, he must have done it. Kind of the back and forth. It's like that. It's very engaging. From episode one, boom, I was in. Plus, the host definitely speaks with a very specific North Texas accent. If you have spent time in North Texas the way we have, you'll recognize it immediately. So Awesome. I may have to check that out. It's good. It's good stuff. And there's like... There's a whole season that you can binge. It's in it's in season two, still covering the same case. So there's like 15 episodes right now that you can listen to if you wanted to pick it up and, and binge nice. a little something. Who wants, who doesn't want true crime in December? You know what I mean? It's Indeed. a great escape. All right. Lifestyle. This is the section you may not realize that you've been waiting for lifestyle as a section at the end. But you are. Okay. Everyone is. They, they were interested in the other stuff, but even if they can't admit they want it, lifestyle's really where they're just like, okay, stop, keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> well, you could tune in to any of a variety of Catholic resources. Maybe even your local Catholic church will most likely be live streaming a mass for the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. If, if Ours is. Yeah, depending on where you are in the country, you may have the ability to attend live. Yes. Which is fantastic, and do yes. so if you can, if you're able, without threatening your own livelihood. That's right. We haven't decided if we're going in person or not, but it is well, a possibility. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, there's one more. One more thing for the day. Okay. Talking about cleaning the new Suburban, which we have affectionately begun to call Big Girl. Big Girl. Cleaning up Big Girl. Yep. What do you want to talk about there? Well, I did not grow up in a culture, a family culture, where you went and you washed your car and you clean it out. Mm-hmm. That was evidenced by my decades of in our family life together, mine and yours, my car was always trashed, always. And if I did clean it, it lasted for like two days and then it was trashed again. That's true. It's true. I won't deny it. So we've first set some preemptory rules around the girl. Nobody's going to eat in there. Okay. Well, yeah. That is a huge source of trashing of vehicles. Believe me. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Secondly, with enthusiasm and a true sense of inspiration in my heart, I will take her probably once a week at the very least every other week. Mm-hmm. Down to the car wash. We have one right down the street. Do the big vacuum out. Run her through the car wash. And she has this gorgeous leather interior. I yeah. love a leather seat in a vehicle. It's so easy to clean. It's easy to take care of, but you got to take care of it. Yes. Yes. So I went. I did the research myself. I felt very proud of myself. Usually you're the researcher, and I'm just like, the, oh, this sounds good. I'll do that. Yeah, but this is a true sign of your... You owned this vehicle yes. before you owned it. Yes, Exactly. So I did all the research, read all the reviews, 
took some time, selected the correct products. I even went to freaking O'Reilly's Auto yeah. Parts store. I've never been in one of my life yeah. until today. Ordered something not to be delivered here, no. but to the O'Reilly's, yes. making it more official still. Yes, went in and got the supplies so that I can have good materials for cleaning and protecting and keeping up with the gorgeousness that she is. Yeah. And so in my own journey of maturity alongside you, maybe less visible to you. So I grew up differently in that we killed ourselves to take care of the things that we had. Yes. And even spent the better part of 18 months at least. Um, one of the many jobs I had as a youth, early, late years of high school, early years of college was detailing vehicles. I'm a detail person. And this wasn't detailing a vehicle like you take your car down to the local semi full service car wash where they wash it and vacuum it for you and maybe wipe a little dust off. But now I was the full, like you leave your car with me overnight yes. and it comes back deeply cleansed. You didn't know it could look as good as it does now. All the tools and utensils to get down in every crevasse and change the life of the vehicle. We took regularly vehicles that had previously been smokers uh, vehicles and you there was no trace of evidence when we were done with it yeah we being me yes uh we being because my dad drove it home and then i cleaned the hell out of it yes and then he drove it back to the customer yes uh -huh. i don't know he may have been skimming along the way yeah. i never really checked receipts on that in any event um for me to look and realize within all this i can't i can't own your vehicle. You got to own your vehicle. Mm -hmm. And you found a way, as I'm looking at it, you tell me if I'm wrong. You found a way to own and take better care of than you ever have before, but it had to fit into the realm of how you live and what you know and what you do. Yeah. I had, when I was running that business, and I don't have all this stuff now, but I had every utensil known to man. It'd take 20 minutes to get all the crap out just to work on a vehicle. Mm -hmm. And then I'd have to make another trip or two after that. It'd take an hour when I was done just to put everything up that I'd used to clean it. Well, that's not practical right? for the every day. Mm -hmm. We'll visit somebody else when we need that done. Yeah. I don't have the stuff to do it. I don't want to do it. You yeah. don't want to do it. Yeah. But you went and found, as elementary as this sounds, your one of your expertises, not by choice, is grabbing a wipey and wiping butts. Yeah. <laughs> Not by no. choice, but definitely by years of experience. To the tune of five kids and uh, over wiping a span years of for 15, 15, 15 years. years. Wiping butts for 15 years. And yeah. so to identify through your research good cleaning products that came in the form of something that you just, you do as second nature. You don't even know you're doing it. You're just a, a wipey queen. Yeah. Yeah. What a perfect solution to allow you to not spend all day or even an hour, but to just go whatever wiping noise, whatever wiping noise you want yeah. to interject there that you can just keep that in a place where not that it satisfies me, mm -hmm. but that every time you get in it, you feel like you're in a special vehicle. Yes, that's it. Yeah. You get me. I'm trying to. Okay. I'm getting closer 20 some odd years in now. We're getting there. Yeah. All right. What else? What else? More stuff? Anything? I think that's it. Nothing? All the things? I think we did it. All right. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. You might think that aliens don't exist, or that if they do, they haven't yet found Earth. The fact that there is a Galactic Federation should convince you otherwise. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.